my breast caught in a champagne bottle. <laughs> I don't have a major league scar. Wait a minute. Back wait a up, minute. Back wait up. a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What do you mean you got your breast caught in a champagne bottle? A champagne bottle has a little skinny thing. You either have very small breasts or very large champagne bottles. What's it? Well, no, I don't have small breasts. Yeah, wait, 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 wait. Before wait, wait, wait. Don't, don't tell me. Don't tell me. Let me guess. It's that science experiment where you take the milk bottle and you oh, throw yeah. the match in the bottom and then you put the egg in there and it and gets sucked sucks in. sucks it right in. They didn't have an egg and they said, anybody got it? Yeah, come here. You. No. Get on this bottle. No, it was the cheaper champagne bottle that had the plastic tops, you know? The good stuff, okay. <laughs> and I was making a mimosa, and I went to squeeze the plastic top, and I didn't have a bra on because we were down at the lake. And You know, I love the idea of women making mixed drinks without without braziers on. <laughs> How did we uh, keep know going? That? Keep. I don't know how you ended up in the bottle. Keep I just, going. I just like this story. I don't even care what happens. It's like, like one of those. I like the idea of yeah, braless well, women preparing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. Preparing. Go on, on finish, 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 yeah. Braless women preparing drinks. That's Went what out it, in a limb. That's what yeah. does it Gee, for me. Please yeah. caught JC's attention. Yeah. Okay. So anyhow, so you're standing there braless. <laughs> I had a shirt on. All right. Well, that's fine. You had a shirt on. You're making a mimosa. And what happens now? I'm I'm trying to push the plastic top back into the champagne bottle, which is really hard to do. Yeah. And I'm like I'm I've got it on the side of me, and I'm like giving it all my I got. Yeah. And yeah. I, I got it in there, but I got part of my breast along with it. Oh! <laughs> I couldn't get it off. Oh! <laughs> and and I'm like I'm like screaming. I lift it up. Hold on, one more. <laughs> <laughs> and two weeks later, it was Hold still there. I still don't see it. Hanging from my breast. I, I still I don't I. I Right. I can't so figure now, this out. Uh, so now you're like down. Squeezed you're, between the two, you know, like it, so was, it was squeezed between <laughs> the two. It was yeah. so it was going into yeah. the top of the bottle right. along with the cork. Yeah. Right. Karen right oh. now. Karen right now picks up her picks up her water bottle <laughs> yeah. and, and is looking yeah. down. Yeah. Karen, Karen is examining herself as we no, speak. No, Karen, right over there. Right yeah, right, so there. Okay. Right. So now, there you go. So now you she got you're, it. You're down at you're down at the lake, and now you're letting out the battle cry. And who finally assisted you? Well, my mother and her husband were there, and I and I looked down, I saw blood coming through my shirt. Oh, ruins a good drink. Yeah. I panic. So my, my mother's husband, who's not my father, but at this point I don't care. <laughs> Could have been the meter man. And now, anybody at this point. And now, you're, and now you're down at the lake, so you put your swimsuit on and people think you're getting hickeys from Dracula. <laughs> yeah. It left. I mean, for a while, it was pretty. The real interesting wow. thought, though, anybody who drank out of that bottle after oh. that was having breast-flavored champagne. <laughs> <laughs> they were breastfeeding on a bottle of Corbell. <laughs> yeah. You know, that could be a dream come true, too. There's a Happy mark. New Year. <laughs> yeah. there's, there's a marketing idea Man, for Is that a combination? Is that a combination? Breast high. Yeah. Casey Corcoran for breast-flavored champagne. That's right. Don't let the smooth taste fool. Yeah, Dick Clark right. will be selling that every New Year's Eve. Breast ale. Ah. Ma'am, ma'am, I want to party with you. That's right. No, I'm just getting warmed up. Happy to see you again. Don't be nervous. Don't be rocky. You're a teenage guest is jockey now. And let me begin by wishing you a beautiful look. Did that voice inside you say, I've heard it all before. It's like days. Oh, 
Oh, those were the good old days. All right. How you doing, kids? Tuesday, May 16th, 2023. You are at jconthelinecom We completed our second show on K-Wolf, 101.5 in the city and 101.7 West and beyond. I'm starting to get the hang of this. It's fun being back on the air and talking to everybody and uh, playing all this great stuff. We play. Yeah, When we started it up, people were like, please tell me you're going to play the Avid Brothers. I'm like, we are. As a matter of fact, we played the Avid Brothers this morning. So this is our attempt to try to pump a little new life into rock and roll radio, and especially classic rock, because everybody still likes you know, the Beatles and the Stones and the Moody Blues and all that sort of stuff, but it's sort of like getting a little crispy after 40 years of this. I mean, the first classic rock radio stations really went on the air sort of the mid to late 80s they started popping up all over the place some did it better than others and it took a while for people to figure out that hey i really like stairway to heaven but i don't know if i want to hear it every 36 hours so the stuff that is out in this americana format right now is so close to the way we felt about Joni Mitchell and James Taylor and Carol King and Kent Stevens and especially the Eagles, because then you get into the whole country rock thing. And there's a bunch of artists out there right now that are doing the equivalent of that, and we're mixing it in with the classic rock, and so far, so good. It's been two days, but so far, so good, and we will plow ahead. As far as reception issues, it's a small radio station. It's not some giant big booming corporate entity it's a smaller radio station so our coverage area is smaller but you can listen online and they tell me that uh, like uh, tune in radio and also your smart speakers that all that should be hooked up maybe as early as today so we'll see but i was thinking about this the other day you know they always talk about influencers she is an internet influencer it's like is that really a job Hi, here's what I think is cool. Well, I got news for you. We were the original influencers. There's only a couple of people that I know that are really sort of sloppy about, you know, being in front of a microphone. Most people that I know, certainly the ones that I gravitated to, were people who saw the degree of responsibility involved with talking into this thing every day. Yeah, we all want to do a good job. We want to sound good. We want to be cool. We want to turn you on to songs maybe you weren't familiar with or just play a song that we think you're going to like. It's not more complicated than that. But there's absolutely no question that, uh, you know, up until the Internet started and social media started, we were the original influencers, and I'm cool with that. Now, it took a while for me to get around to the Martha Stewart story today on the radio show. I'm going to get to it here at the top and just get it out of the way. Let me preface this by saying something that I say here, I have no doubt, is going to rub you the wrong way. Why? Because it's a controversial topic. And as soon as you dis- as soon as you start discussing a controversial topic, you're on the risk of alienating, you know, maybe half of your audience, half of the people going, well, why did he say that? That's fucking stupid. Well, what are you supposed to say? Martha Stewart is 81. Now, does she look fantastic for 81? Absolutely. But is she still 81? Yes. There was some show that Jane Fonda and Lily Tomlin we're doing and i didn't see the show but uh, one of the clips popped up on the internet and i was watching it and there's some sort of younger guy who was really serious about firing on jane fonda 
well, not on her, but on her character. And she took him home, and she stood there in front of him, and little by little, she pulled off the hair extensions, pulled off the fake eyebrows, started scrubbing off the makeup, all of this while the guy is sitting there watching. And she's trying to explain to him that you're sort of falling in love with an illusion, the illusion of hair, makeup, lighting, and stuff like that. And when it comes down to it, and you you see me getting out of the shower, that illusion is going to go up in smoke. Not that looks are the final determination for somebody falling in love with somebody, but it is probably something you should know if you're a guy and you're pursuing an older woman and it's like, uh, do I really know what I'm doing here? Is this reckless and irresponsible for me to be showing all this affection to this woman when she's trying to tell me, just just hold off, think about this a little bit. And I don't know what happened in the series or how the issue was resolved, but it was pretty powerful, I thought. And it applies to this Martha Stewart thing. She was a knockout when she was a kid. She was a model in her 20s and 30s and then turned into whatever it is that we call her now, jailbird. <laughs> you know? But I'm not exactly sure I understand the point here that putting Martha Stewart on the cover of Sports Illustrated, or is she on the cover, or is she just inside? I don't know. But she is one of the Sports Illustrated swimsuit models who we normally associate with 20-year-old women who are eventually going to date Leonardo DiCaprio. I'm, I'm just not sure where they're going with this, what the point is. If the point is we want to show you non-traditional models, women in magazines involving swimsuits and exotic locations and everything like that. So what do you do next? You put a nun on the cover of Sports Illustrated? I know I just threw up in my mouth a little bit there, but look, it's something that guys have to deal with too. It's not just a woman's issue. Bill Maher was actually talking about this a couple of years ago. You know, you reach a certain age and your hair starts falling out and your skin doesn't have that sort of fresh tone to it you might be a little bit out of shape maybe you get a little gut on you you have to acquiesce to the idea i'm talking about guys now you got to acquiesce to the idea that you're not hot anymore and you're not going to go out there and get chicks the way you used to but see men don't really think that way they still think they got it going on so you're trying to pick up a 25 year old girl in home depot and she's just being nice because that's her job you don't, you don't really have a shot, okay? And we were just talking about this a couple of weeks ago, about that Amy Schumer bit that she did with Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Tina Fey. Mm, I wish I could remember the other woman. But they were talking about, they were, they were like having a party to celebrate all these women's last fuckable moment. That was their language, not mine. And they're talking about the fact that, you know, they're only getting roles now as mothers and even grandmothers And there is that point in a woman's life where she realizes when I walk down the street, there's guys not thinking to themselves, I'd like to have a slice of that. And guys, girls, everybody, you got to just reach a point where you you have a moment of sobriety where you say to yourself, you know, I don't know, maybe I'm making a fool of myself. So to conclude on the Martha Stewart thing, I don't know. She's not hurting anybody. The magazine's trying to get attention. I'm sitting here talking about it. You're sitting there listening to it. They've achieved their goal. Now, this is not an isolated incident. Did I just say isolated? This is not an isolated incident. 
This has happened probably more often than not when I have entered that electronic store with the blue and yellow sign. I'd gone to the Guitar Center because I wanted to stay out of that electronic store, and I thought maybe I could get it from the Guitar Center. They didn't have it. So now i got to go across the parking lot over to the yellow and blue sign, and I come walking in. And I was talking about this a couple of weeks ago with regard to Ulta, Ulta, the makeup place. Now, sometimes my wife will send me in there to get stuff that she needs. I've got a 13-year-old daughter. She's totally into mascara right now. So I'm always taking in, I'm always taking her in there. But it is interesting because I've noticed that when women walk in the store, they are approached immediately by a sales associate. When I walk in the door, I walked all over that store for 15 minutes. This was maybe two months ago. And nobody ever came up to me and asked me if I needed help. Nobody. So that becomes sort of a game for me. I'm thinking, I wonder how long it'll take before somebody finally does. Well, nobody ever did. And I just wandered around the store. And so last night, so last night, when I went into that electronic store and the same thing happened as it always happens when I went in there, first of all, you have to break up the conversations between and amongst the sales guys. They're all standing around talking. Well, yesterday, they didn't even have that. It must have been like four guys in the whole place trying to handle all of the business that was coming in and out of the store. So after about 10 minutes, I finally went up to one sales guy, and he was with another woman, and I just interrupted him because I only had a quick question anyhow, real quick. He's like, oh, okay, over in that, uh, see that thing that says Wi-Fi? Go over there, you'll find it. Of course, I go over there, and it's not there. They don't have one. I just mentioned Home Depot a little while ago. Man, they don't even know it's in their own fucking store. <coughs> you ask them a question, where are the hoses? And they got they t- take out their cell phone and they look it up online and they tell you what aisle it's in. How can you work in a hardware store and not know what you have or where it is? So now they have this uh, they have this policy at all of the Best Buy stores. Oh, I just said it. <laughs> oh, well. Uh, all the Best Buy stores have got this policy where they greet you when you walk in. And as you're leaving, whether you've purchased something or not, they always uh, try to send you off with a, hey, have a wonderful evening. Hey, thanks for coming in. And the guy did that last night. And I said, you know what? If I can help it, I'm never coming in this store again. And I basically repeated what I just told you about. Got to break up conversations. Guy, I finally get a guy. He sends me, you don't have it. So don't tell me to have a wonderful evening. And I just sort of blew out of the place. I'll buy it online now. And you wonder how many other people faced that same thing. I always tell people, if you want some real comedy, go out in and ask them for an HD radio. Hi, I'd like to see your HD radios. I did it it at all seven Best Buy stores in St. Louis a couple of years back. And I think five out of the seven, when I said that, HD radio, they say, uh, you mean satellite? No, dummy, not satellite. I guess when they put the ad in the paper and they say, you want to work at Best Buy? No experience necessary. There you go. Graduated high school on this date back in 1971. This is a true story. Believe it or not, as we were, you know, we had the prom committee, the prom committee, and we had a choice of two bands that could play at the prom. One was the New Colony Six, and the other band was Mason Prophet, as in two hangmen. We chose the New Colony Six. For reasons that should be obvious if you're familiar with the band, they do, you know, slow songs. And we're thinking, uh, you know, we can party some other time. 
I'm taking this girl and I want her pressed up against me for as long as I can get away with it. Baby, baby, it's you I'm thinking of in the morning when I wake up. It's you that I think of. Yeah, yeah. It worked out pretty good, I think. It worked out pretty good. Now, it was a, if, if the question was, you want a concert? I would have probably chosen Mason Prophet, but I mentioned this before, and this was one huge advantage of living in Chicago as a kid back in the 60s and 70s. I saw Sticks performed at one of our high school dances back when they were still TW4 and playing one of our, I think it was a sawdust dance where they put sawdust all over the basketball court and then you dance out there. Shaka Khan, when she was 15, and she could sing like that even then, 15 years old, because she only grew up about six, seven, eight miles away from our high school. Saw some good music. That's another story. Back on this date, 1989, something that seems unfathomable now, the radio station came to us and said, we think we got a deal here where we can take 40 couples on a trip and you go broadcast from Hawaii. And we said, that's not funny. Don't tease us that way. And they were like, no, seriously, we have like 40 trips for two to Hawaii, Waikiki. We're not going to take you to like a glacier and drop you off or (laughs) one of those volcanoes with hot ash. My doctor said I'm not getting enough lava. No, they're going to Waikiki. And that's exactly what we did. We had a contest and we took 80 people to Hawaii. And like I said, it hardly seems possible now. Uh, I, for, for, for my 25th anniversary, back in 2009, I asked them for $500. They're like, we don't have $500. And of course, five months later, they let everybody go, laid everybody off, and that was the end of our show at K-Hits. Didn't have 500 bucks. There is love, there is true love, and then there is real true love. And I say that because... 25 years ago today, and I didn't know her or him at the time, but 25 years ago today, the lovely Lori Mack, who I shared an office with for, what, eight years, and at the end of the whole thing, I can honestly say it made me a better person. She is smart, she is wise, she is wonderful, and just kind and pretty, and just fun and funny. And somebody else noticed that, too. His name was Alan Knoll. And so Alan said, would you bury me? Because that's what men do when they get nervous. They make some funny voice or something like that. I wasn't there, but let me just tell you, it's what I would have done. And so it was their 25th anniversary today, the 25th wedding anniversary. And I asked Alan, I said, how do you keep a marriage together for 25 years? And he said, it's very simple. Twice a week, nice restaurant, a little dancing, bottle of wine, nice dinner, low lights, I go on Tuesday. She goes on Friday. Good morning, everybody. So happy anniversary to Lori and Alan. What else we have? Oh, I I hate to get on here and just talk about radio stuff, you know, from the business. But this is a story that is impacting more and more people as we move along. But you may have picked up on these stories a little bit that uh, a lot of car companies, an increasing number of car companies are saying, we're not putting AM radios in our cars anymore and in some cases not putting fm radios in but definitely not am radios now for some of the electric cars they're basically saying that look we have an interference problem this is an electric car and the fact that you have this electric engine here interferes with am radio reception which is true 
That's why your radio breaks up if you're listening to AM radio when there's a thunderstorm and why it's so susceptible to anything else involving electronics. FM is not susceptible that way. And so the car companies are saying, can't have an electric engine and, uh, you know, an AM radio in there, which is intrinsically true. But you also wonder if there's something else going on there. A lot of Major League Baseball franchises and football franchises, even hockey, they have these big, booming AM signals. Now, you buy a new car and you're driving along, well, I think I'll listen to the Cardinal game. No, I won't. If you're in close to the city, you can pick up KMOX's FM signal, but if you live in Eureka, you're not going to get that. It's AM or nothing. Or TV. I'm sure somebody's going to come along, especially considering that AM radio, I mean, 90% of it now is hard right wing political talk and has been for a long time. And people will start saying, freedom of speech, freedom of speech. By the way, freedom of speech infringements involve the government only. You start jumping up and down claiming that they're taking your AM radio out of your car and that's a violation of free speech. No, because the government's not involved. There's a big difference between a violation of free speech and somebody just telling you to shut up. It was on this date, 1988, that I was sitting in the ladies' room. Yes, the ladies' room of the Fox Theater, interviewing Belinda Carlisle from the Go-Go's, who had come in to do a show at the Fox. And the ladies already know this, but the guys, you may not be aware of this. At the Fox Theater, they have like a, a waiting room for the bathroom. You go into a men's room, you walk right in, there's the stalls, there's the urinals, there's the sinks. You walk into the ladies' room at the Fox Theater, and there's like a whole staging area. It's a big room, too. And maybe it's for girls to put on their makeup, take a little hit of Coke before before the show. But it's real pretty in there, and it has, you know, guys, we can't have stuff like that because we'll destroy it. So, like, just make everything porcelain and tile, so we can just come in with a fire hose at the end of the day, just hose the place down. The women, well, see, they can have nice things, and so they have this really nice pre-bathroom, and believe it or not, that's where they set up the cameras and said, we would like to do the interview right here, and I was like, all right. And she was nice, very pretty, very tiny, very small girl, but, uh, you know, not overly friendly. But I like her solo. So I you know, I love the Go-Go's. I've always liked the Go-Go's. I think Our Lips Are Sealed is a great song. And then something like uh, Heaven is a Place on Earth and her solo work pretty much through the late 80s was really fun to listen to. Just pop stuff. All right, we got a problem with millennials. I know a lot of people have a lot of different problems with millennials, but there's all sorts of products that are on the verge of going extinct because the manufacturers are counting on millennials to buy their product and the millennials aren't because they're just like not into it anymore. Soft drinks, fewer and fewer younger people are drinking soft drinks. The guys, they're all growing beards, so they're not buying razor blades. For some reason, millennials are not buying fabric softener, I guess because they don't find it essential and, you know, a jug of it costs $10 and, hey, I can save $10. It's not hurting me. Cable is going away. Everything is about Netflix. Diamonds, which is, you know, if you're going to look at the millennials and make fun of them, yeah, there's lots of things to make fun of. But here's one where they're right. You get married and you put yourself, you know, 40, 50. $60,000 in the hole for a big, fancy, expensive wedding and a diamond ring. And finally, somebody came along and said, stop the insanity. 
Um, dairy consumption is way down. Nobody, not, millennials aren't eating raisins. They're not eating cereal. Fewer and fewer millennials are driving. When I was a kid, probably you too. You could not wait to take driver's ed, get a cut on the insurance, and then get your license. Even if your parents weren't going to let you drive the car very often, getting a driver's license was like the biggest thing in the world. Now it's gone from the biggest thing in the world to we don't even need licenses. Eh, you know, we'll Uber. Soap is going away. Instead of soap, the millennials are using body wash. Millennials did not, like us, grow up watching The Love Boat, so they're not going on cruises. About 60% of adults play the lottery like regularly or semi-regularly. Only a third of kids, 18 to 29, are buying lottery tickets. Fewer millennials are sitting around eating at a table with a group of other people and therefore napkins. Napkin sales are way down. People aren't going to the malls. Everything is being done online. It's hurting the malls. Millennials don't want to be associated with the meat industry. So even though a steak might taste really good, they're voicing their expression by refusing to buy meat. It appears the designer clothing business is taking a hit. Millennials don't trust the stock market. I think I would roll over and die if I could not get into a Costco. Millennials are just saying, eh, you're buying bulk, and that means you're buying a lot of stuff you'll never get around to consuming, whether it means eating or using. So, now nah, we don't have any use for Costco. Millennials are not eating mayonnaise. The hotel business has taken a hit because millennials are like, eh, I'll stay with my friend from college. A lot of millennials don't even own a can opener and therefore something like tuna in a can isn't being purchased. And don't ask a millennial if you can borrow $5 till payday because they ain't carrying cash. And what the hell is going on on Jeopardy with Ken Jennings, his host? The Detroit Free Press said the mummy was vintage this novelist, elegantly erotic and full of enchanting terror. Matt. What, Stoker? No. I also refer to James as elegantly erotic but full of enchanting terror. That's <laughs> Anne Rice. Anne Rice is the mummy. Keep Back it in your you. pants, Ken. <laughs> Somewhere Alex Trebek's mustache is spinning in its grave. Uh, I've never heard of this before, body dysmorphia, body dysmorphia. It means that you can look in the mirror and you see something completely different than the average person sees when they're looking at you. And you're very hypercritical. So you look in the mirror, you go, I look like shit. Everybody else is like, you look fabulous. No, I look like shit. You know who we're talking about here? Megan Fox. How can she look in the mirror and not... Christopher Lloyd, I think, is dreaming. He is uh, seeming to express that he and Michael J. Fox could do a fourth Back to the Future movie. Rachel Brosnahan might end up playing Lois Lane in the new Superman movie. Showtime bringing back two of its best shows, and they're bringing back the original people, too. Nurse Jackie with um, 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 Edie Falco. And Weeds with Mary Louise Parker. I think that's sort of cool. You know, you do a series, popular series for, you know, five or ten years. And then you're like, I'm just really, really tired. I need to step away. So you step away for ten years. And people are like, boy, I really miss that show. And they're like, well, then let's bring everybody back. Speaking of Megan Fox, she turns 37 today. Adam Richman, Man versus Food. We had him on the show, 49. He did that thing at Crown Candy Kitchen, and uh, he needed the bucket, let's put it that way. Tucker Carlson, Mr. Twitter is 54. Janet Jackson, 57. Deborah Winger, 68. Pierce Brosnan, 70. Danny Trejo, 
Wally's plays pretty badass characters. 79, Beach Boys put out Pet Sounds on this date, 1966. Andy Kaufman died on this date 39 years ago. And the original Top Gun came out on this date, 1986. That was 37 years ago. Now, I saw the new Top Gun, and to me, it looked like exactly the same movie. Apparently, I was not alone. Comedian Rich Hall. You know this whole thing about, you ever meet someone famous and you tell your friends, and then they say, well, what was he like? Because all they really want to hear is that he was a prick. (laughs) So they like to say Tom Cruise is the nicest guy in Hollywood. And I always think, well, if I was making eight million a film, I'd be nice too. (laughs) Jesus Christ, but I'm not sure he is that nice. Because I always read these articles about how he's so insular and he's into his Scientology and he, you know, stays at a hotel won't make eye contact with anyone in the hotel because he doesn't want to talk about the plots to his new films. Apparently, as if staring Tom Cruise in the face, he would just crack under pressure. (laughs) What are you staring at? Hey, you want to hear about my new film? (laughs) You seen a Tom Cruise film like you couldn't figure out the plot in about 18 seconds? (laughs) Oh, Christ. He's a cocktail maker. He's a pretty good cocktail maker, too. Until he has a crisis of confidence and can't make cocktails anymore. <laughs> and he meets a good-looking woman who talks him into being a better cocktail maker. A riveting piece of cinema that was. <laughs> then he's a race car driver. Pretty good race car driver, too. Until he has a crisis of confidence. Can't race cars anymore. Then he meets a good-looking woman who talks him into being a better race car driver. <laughs> then he's a jet pilot. Some of you are starting to see a pattern emerge here. Pretty good jet pilot. Yes, he was. Until he had a crisis of confidence, couldn't fly jets anymore. Then I believe he met a good-looking woman who talked him into being a better jet pilot. Then he was a sports agent. Then he was the brother of a retarded guy. He was a pretty good brother of a retarded guy. Until he had a crisis of confidence. He wasn't so sure he was such a good brother of a retarded guy. Then he met a good-looking woman who talked him into being a better brother of a retarded guy. Then he was some kind of, I don't know what he's in now, War of the Worlds. Maybe he fights the world. You know what? I bet he's a pretty good world fighter. But at some point he'll probably have a crisis of confidence. He's going to meet a good-looking woman who convinces him it's okay to fight the world. He'll be a Scrabble player for all I care. He's a pretty good Scrabble player. Until he draws all vowels. Has a crisis of consonants. <laughs> and he meets a lovely Welsh woman who teaches him a lot of words he's never heard before. That guy is so funny. One of the most underrated comedians, Mr. Sniglet himself. He performed with us. We, we did a, show, a couple of shows with him at the, the old uh, Westport Playhouse. And then one year at the Food and Cash Salvation Dash. He was the entertainment. Former writer for Letterman. Former writer and performer for Not Necessarily the News on HBO. Great guy, by the way. Great guy. Rich Hall. All right, I'm tired again. This is a, I feel like I'm working two jobs here because, I mean, I guess technically I am, but 
I'd rather be busy than sitting around. I've been doing too much sitting around lately. So, the J.C. Corcoran Podcast for Tuesday, May 16th, 2023 is in the can. We're here every weekday morning at 11. Don't forget, we got a new radio show at 101.5 in the city, 101.7 west and beyond. And uh, as I said, they're uh, indicating that we may have, like your Amazon Dot and whatever sort of smart speaker you have, all that stuff could be set up as early as maybe today, maybe tomorrow. So we'll let you know. Just another way that you can listen. I go from 5.30 in the morning until 9, then at 9 o'clock we do 101 minutes of commercial-free music on the cruise, and it's uh, great. Again, 101.5 in St. Louis, 101.7 West and beyond. You can email me, jc at jconthewine.com, Facebook, the showgram with JC Corcoran. Have a great day. Back in the morning. Twice. In the meantime, we've beaten this one to death. Have a good one. See you later. Bye. A pretty good cocktail maker, too. So he has a crisis of confidence and can't make cocktails anymore. The J.C. Corcoran Podcast.